Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 18th day of uh, November. Uh, we've got a uh, Thanksgiving coming up. I understand that. Big games in NFL this weekend. And going to talk about that. There's some good games in college. Nothing to really talk about and breaking down today, per se, in my opinion. Uh, won't be the same. Won't be the case next week. Going to bring Carlos, uh, Mad New Yorker, Chavez here in a minute. Going to talk about this um, this DUI story. It's getting pretty interesting. And I know Carlos, he, he sent me something about that as well as some other people. And I'm starting to get some information. I, I read over some information about the league policy on that. We'll get to that in a little bit. But first, stand by here. Uh, do a quick a quick break here, and then we can go full force here. I'll be back, folks, in a minute and 19 seconds here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names, uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and, and I cover the big news uh, in sports, that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sports Scope, again, spelled the same way. Or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sports Scope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you, and enjoy the program. Now I'm live here, bringing on Carlos, Mad New Yorker, Chavez here. Good to see you, man. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A good, good. deal. Um, happy Friday, peoples. Happy Friday, everybody. You know something? I didn't really want to dig into this DUI situation <laughs> with Todd Downey, but the more I read about it, the more bizarre it gets. Uh, first of all, you know, Tennessee, just rewind. You sent me this. Andre sent me this. My uh, 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 my Wednesday guest, excuse me, friend of mine from work. And now I'm reading this. And so the Titans get a huge win last night at Green Bay. They're on their way back. They fly back to Nashville after that game. I'm, my guess is local time, since they're on Central Time, gets done about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Uh, this police pulls over Todd Downey, the Tennessee offensive coordinator, at about 2.30 in the morning. And I know exactly where this is. I'm down in this area every day, Cool Springs Boulevard out of Nashville. He's doing 100 miles an hour. Uh, <laughs> and which is it, – it's between – uh, 50 and 70 miles an hour, depending on what part he was at. Uh, my guess is he was at least doing 30 over the speed limit. And then he says that he was trying to get home because his family was receiving death threats. And, you know, just kind of, for lack of a better term, BSing the, the, the cops there. And um, the long story short, he gets arrested for DUI. Uh, he, he was also, you know, reckless. That's te technically reckless driving, doing that kind of speed. But my thing is, the other uh, uh, part of this is the NFL. They're looking into an incident of players look like they were drinking on the plane. The league prohibits that. They're, you're not supposed to allow drinking on the facilities or the plane. Uh, I don't know about the NFL. I didn't get enough time to research that, but I do know in Major League Baseball. I want to say it with the, with the Cardinals about 10, 12 years ago. You may recall this. A player uh, was drinking in the uh, on the facility 
and I think he killed somebody or may have gotten killed himself. And so it's really, really not looked upon. It's frowned upon. Uh, but apparently it's a long, uh, it's a rule. You can't do that in NFL. You could see why the liability, it's such a, 29 million people watched that Dallas and Green Bay game. So you can measure the timelines if you're a lawyer there and, and figure out whether the person was drinking on the facility or not with cameras and everything. What do you think about that, man? It's kind of a crazy situation here out of Nashville. Yeah, so that was a Dallas and, and Green Bay. Um, yeah, and 29 million people, uh, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, look, I mean, I, I, I say this and I'm going to keep it short because it's like at the end of the day, everybody chooses what they have to do and, and your yeah. choices have consequences. Um, the NFL provides players and coaches and even some administrative staff, um, you know, rides ride share. Yeah. the ride share for, for these to avoid these situations. Uh, and I say that because they've there have been parties that they've had holiday parties and they've had uh, um, championship parties where the 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 team will pick up the the tab for that, uh, especially knowing that half of their staff, administrative people, yeah. their players are all you know under are going to be you know under the influence. So, um, man, if if you if you do these things, man, just take care of yourself, and you know that way you don't have to be worried about this situation. I mean. You can't go pick up your car the next day at the airport if you're a little, you know, off off kilter. Come on. Right, right. And and, that, and that's what I'm saying. And this guy's our age. He's actually a year older than me. And, you know, I think he's 42. Uh, he should know better than something like this. Uh, I, my, and, and his credit on the field, I think he is really uh, – his his scheming and, get, and play calling has picked up tremendously these last mm-hmm. four or five weeks. And it's really unfortunate situation uh, compared to where they were at the beginning of the season, Downey. Uh, I was go- praising the guy at work today. And just before, and just like a 20 minutes later, I see this pop up on my uh, timeline through Twitter. And, of course, everybody's texting me about them getting in trouble like this. And you just hate the fact that you come off a massive win like that, man. Huge uh, win. Tennessee's sitting up there between a two and a three seed. Uh, in the AFC, they've got a two-and-a-half game lead possibly a three-and-a-half Sunday after the Colts play the uh, uh, the Eagles there at home. It's really unfortunate. But uh, now they, the, the whole league, the league is looking into that because uh, they're not supposed to have those. They're not supposed to uh, serve alcohol on the planes. Uh, and, and just a side note, you know, Andy Reid's son mm. just got sentenced to three years in prison for a DUI accident that left the woman, a little girl with brain damage, and the family was up, were upset. I want to say it was his second DUI, and he's got to go to jail for three years. And the family of that little girl, they're upset because they felt like he should have got more than that right. because uh, she's got a permanent brain disability uh, from this accident. So you can see how serious things. Can yeah, be. And that case is not over with Robert, by the way, it's yeah. not over with that, that they're going to civil court. court. Oh God. Yes. So oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. something that's not going to go away and it shouldn't neither. Yeah. So, um, but as, as far as this, cause the NFL has to do something about this because it, it does include a coaching staff. Um, it does yeah. include uh, a, a coaching, a member of the coaching staff that's come back from a, from a game. So, I mean, he's going to be suspended. Uh, how many games depends on the situation and when it happened, you know, what the NFL decides to do uh, after they investigate. But that's not good because this is a situation that, that has been hindering the Titans for the last six, five to six years. I mean, you they cannot keep coaching staff consistently there, no. especially on the offensive side. And especially where the offensive side needs a little bit more help than their defense, because Vrabel actually has a defense. Yeah. Um, the defense side's well coordinated, and, and they have good coaches on that on on both ends. But for the defensive staff, they 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 have a good crew there. So, um, this is just not good news at all. the The most important thing about this situation is that the that they're in a division that they're leading in. They have a mentality, a team. Uh, do your job mentality and it's helping them right now. And if there's going to be any effect 
it's probably going to be later in the playoff if that's something that Downey's going to be missing. But then, again, who's who's next man up in the coaching staff and who's that? Because that's been yeah. uh, an issue for the Titans to try to get somebody there and to stay, right? So Yeah, yeah. They'll probably use a quarterback coach or somebody like that to, to uh, share those duties. I think they'll probably be okay. Uh, they lost Arthur Smith to the Falcons. Uh, they lost LaFleur to the uh, Packers there. Uh, Vrabel seems to continue to hit home runs here. But we'll see how it plays out. It just puts a damper on such a good day and and, and such an opportune time for this team. Uh, they've got uh, 10 days off before they play Cincinnati. And you know they're chomping at the bit to get Cincinnati back because that's the team that put them out of the playoffs. Tennessee should have won the Super Bowl last year straight up. They yeah, should have cool. won the Super Bowl, man. So they're, they're my pick to, to get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, and they're I, looking good right now. And Titan fans, listen, uh, don't don't get all in the tiffy. Relax. Vrabel's your coach. He was the coach of the year. Um, he's gonna he's gonna get everybody and keep everybody motivated. He's not like all those other coaches. Uh, we we talked about it this morning with Keith, where yeah. you know uh, Lafleur is a, you know he's kind of a quiet guy, and then you have you know um, uh, someone like uh, the coaches at the Cowboys. Um, he's he's different too. So like you know Vrabel's a, he's He's good at his craft, and uh, he's going to have this team, you know, going. I mean, he's got he's picking up players left and right, bringing them yeah. from practice squads, and and signing them on, you know, weekly contracts. And these guys are out playing, out, out playing the contracts. So yeah, I mean, you, the the Titans are they're on a good path right now, and they, and I believe that they'll because of the situation they're in as far as their division and their yeah. conference, they'll be okay for. For now, the playoff time when they get there is something that they have to worry about when they get there and if they get there. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think they'll be fine towards getting towards the playoffs, but it's not a lock by no means. No, uh, but here's a stat I read earlier this week, and I'm reading this to you. This is why I think that they're having such success right now. Uh, last year, the Titans used 91 players during the course of the 2021 season, set an NFL record, was the only team of the top six that list to finish with a winning record. And mind you, they had the best record in the AFC, had a one seat. So you're looking at all that turnover from last year. A lot of those players are still on the roster. And that's why that their level of play, since they've had injuries this year, hasn't dropped off enough for their losing games. So they have established tremendous depth. And it's kind of flown under the radar. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I've been telling you, and uh, I think it's flown on the radar because of where they're where they are in this the market. Like, yeah, you know, like they're one and done always. Like you, you had a guest come on the other day and say that they're always one and done. And um, you know, they you got to give them credit where credit's due. You know, they they do what they have to do, and they got rid of two two big game players, and you know, yeah. in, in uh, Brown and in Julio Jones, and they still they they had uh, Burks for a few games and he got hurt and they were able to, to oh, come Julio's up. pretty much washed up. Yeah. And then, so, you know, if you, all these players that come in and go in or the, you know, in and out of the, the injury, you know, on injury reports, injury lists. I mean, they, you know, even the quarterback was gone for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, um, it, it, that's part of the game. And what I like about the fact that Tennessee is well balanced on defense that, that also on, on offense and, um, and when they get everything going on and they have a, the depth equals them out to have a good team and they're lucky to be in that, in that division they're in. So everything's kind of works in their favor and mixes up. And that's why I think that people overlook Tennessee a lot. And I say, listen, you know, they, they're just as good or even better than Buffalo. And you guys are giving Buffalo a Super Bowl championship before they even finish the season. So, you know, you guys, get, get, you know, get your stuff together, and we'll 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 see at the end of the season. Um, maybe both those teams won't be in the Super Bowl. You know, that's possible, right? Yeah, yeah. You it's, know, it's possible both of them don't make it, right? I mean, well, Buffalo, 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 uh, what? Robert, Buffalo, what? They don't have a running game. They got a quarterback well, running over forty yards a game. <laughs> well, you right? let me finish, Chief. Yeah, All they, right. oh, uh, oh. their his play has actually deteriorated. Uh, someone read their stats where he's. Over the last four or five weeks, his stats have deteriorated. Their offensive 
play has deteriorated, and some of that may be because of the absence of Brian the ball there and Dorsey not really getting it done. But they still haven't solved that running game issue, and that's going to be a problem going forward. And that's why people say I'm crazy for uh, saying that McDermott is on a hot. If he was on, if he was coaching for me, he would be on a hot seat because you have to run the ball to win big in this league. And they, he's had five years to do that. So yep. they're it, and they they went through multiple offensive coordinators. Your uh, your your quarterback cannot be in charge of that. So yeah, it this opens it up wide open for a team like Tennessee. Everybody knows if Tennessee had Ryan Tannehill instead of uh, Malik Willis, they win that game against Kansas City. And Kansas City's sitting there at that one seat, and they know it. And they know it. But this will be a good test for Tennessee next week, man, when they play uh, a team like a uh, Cincinnati. But Cincinnati's got their own problems right now. Yeah, and, and listen, I mean, the, the thing about Buffalo and I – and that's why I'm irritated. And the, they went ahead and, and the Giants went ahead and picked up these two guys, a GM and a coach, from a yeah. system that's not even been proven to win and get over the hump. And you bring them to New York where you, you, <laughs> you had a system that was almost – like a similar and you're trying to do something different and new and it's not it's the same old record just a different song that's why yeah. i get frustrated with the giants and everybody's like oh well the giants are playing well right now they're playing well right now but i want them to play well all the time and listen <laughs> they're playing well right now but they got the mvp right now of the of the league saquon barkley covering up the mess that for a quarterback that's in ep now i'm not saying he's never going to yeah. be a good quarterback but i am saying that he's not he shouldn't be on the team next year and he probably won't be a starter anywhere else. You talking about Jones? Then yeah. Jones. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, like that's you know, at the end of it, this is New York, right? It is what it is. <laughs> Bad New Yorker. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, they are. They are just. Um, it is I, what it is for them right now. They've got a tough decision to make, but I'm not giving him uh, franchise. I'm not going to franchise tag this guy. I mean, that, that's the thing. Teams are going to have to start breaking that mold of market value and the market says this and the market says that. Okay, well, let's see the market speak, okay? That's what I've, you know, and we were talking, I'll talk about this with a friend of mine at work. Uh, you know, a guy like Ryan Tannehill, think how good Tennessee would be if you're not paying him $38 million. If you're paying him 15 to $18 million, they still have a better left tackle there, or uh, they still have a better guard there. They, mm -hmm. they have A.J. Brown on that team. It's so much more that they can do. They have a veteran secondary. They could, they could be the best team in the NFL right now. Yeah, and they, they still have, may very well be. And what but, I say to that is that you're right, and the issue was that he had a good agent, and his agent was able to prop him up and sell him at, at that price. Is he worth that price? No. Will anybody pay for Ryan Tannehill as a QB at that price rate after after this year? No, right? He's and as much as and as much as what he does and what he is good at, as much as what he does and what he's bad at, it, yeah. it shows. And and the, and the teams are gonna they're gonna bypass them just like they're gonna bypass Daniel Jones, and they should have just bypassed Mitch Trubisky because it was the same situation. Now. Yeah. Tennessee was stuck on that. They got stuck on that contract because they needed a quarterback. And at that point, they, they weren't going to get a high draft pick for a quarterback. And there wasn't really that many quarterbacks that they could have they, they could have gotten that they saw at that time, right? That they saw at that time that Vrabel and the GM were interested in. Ryan Tannehill fit, fit the mold of being able to run the ball and throw and throw decent passes. And, and that was okay because they had talent coming in in the wide receiver and they had talent running the ball anyways. So, you know, that, that kind of messed them up, but that's the same situation that happened with the GM signing uh, Dupree for the Titans, right? Oh yeah. They needed a, somebody in the linebacker crew that has some experience. They needed some depth and they went again and gave him a really bad contract. I mean, it, those are things that kind of happen and then you got to eat it. And that's in yeah. not the only team. So, yeah, you know, everybody makes mistakes, but you know it. It is what it is. And the guy, my guy at work, was criticizing John Robertson this and that. I said, well, if he criticized him for this, you also have to praise him for bringing in Mike Vrabel for 
drafting Kevin Byard in the third round, who's a Pro Bowl level safety. Uh, he took Derrick Henry in the second round. So you got to take the good and the bad. I follow all these teams around the league. Nobody bats a thousand. Trust me, right. I know. I watch. And, uh, and listen, Rob, listen. Would you rather have Lafleur than Vrabel? Because they were both on the coaching on the coaching docket to to get uh, the candidates. They're both candidates yeah. for the Tennessee job. So you know, yeah. And last week you you took the lead here, man. You got two wins here. Uh, you took Minnesota. Uh, it was a good win there. Kind of a BS win, but, hey, it is what it is. Uh, I, uh, Richard Petty said, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. Uh, the chances of a guy fumbling a quarterback, oh. fumbling the ball in the quarterback sneak is slim and none, but that's what Josh Allen did. Minnesota gets the ball. The rest is history. They win, and Tennessee did beat Denver with all those injuries. And like I said, I think Vrabel's playing a little bit of load management here. Remember, he 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 rested Jeffrey Simmons mm-hmm. for that uh, Denver game, and uh, in my opinion, he rested Christian Fulton. Both guys played. Now Fulton's ankle still bothered him. He was pulled out of this other game as well, but Simmons did play. And I want to say it was some other defensive. Oh, Bud Dupree was out, but Dupree's really got a hip issue, yeah. you know. So. Um, so that was a good win there. Uh, other picks, we were both uh, either right or wrong on. Not going to spend a lot of time yeah, I mean, on those you got picks. That, you got that right about Dallas mucking it up at Green Bay. Yeah, they find ways to to screw right. things up, and that and that's a good transition. Let's start. Let's start this week out with that game. Normally, I would start off and lead up to a game like that. Dallas playing at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's leading their division. They're tied for uh, best record in the league uh, in the NFC. Now, obviously, Philadelphia beat them in week two. Mm-hmm. Philly's got the one seed. They've got the two seed. They're playing like a team that I thought they would play last year. Mm-hmm. But I was a year off on them, and I was a year off on Green Bay falling apart. But it seems like they're just about they're about where I thought they would be last year this year. Right. <laughs> but uh, so so Dallas will play at Minnesota. Last year, Dallas went up to Minnesota with Cooper Rush and beat Minnesota. But mind you, they were awful by week. They had a good running game in there. They had a, a, a run-heavy game plan, and they went up to Minnesota and beat them up in Minnesota. This week, I want to say that Zeke Elliott, everything I read, is going to be back for the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, Justin Jefferson had a toe injury but that was earlier this week. I don't think it's turf toe because he's not even on the injury report. It don't uh, matter what that was. He snagged that ball from the <laughs> from the. He snagged. Yeah, he had a great game. Yeah, yeah. I want to. Uh, he's playing out of this world football right now. Justin Jefferson. Uh, I cannot trust Dallas no more. Their uh, their their run defense is close to either twenty seventh or thirtieth the last few weeks. I've totally overlooked that because of how good their pass rush is, and this team. When they've got Dak Prescott, I don't know if this is coming from Jerry Jones, but they get too pass happy. Is that because you think that they're paying him so much money that Jerry wants to see him throw the ball more? But the bottom line is it's leading to losses. When he passes 40-something times a game versus running, team runs for 20-something times a game, they lose. They lose. And and I don't know with him playing there when they're playing – uh, you know, a strong opponent like a Minnesota, uh, like a Green Bay is not even considered a strong opponent. The two game, the two teams they beat since he's been back is Detroit, Chicago. That's not necessarily world beating type of football teams. Uh, I think they go up there and, pro- and lose to Minnesota, man. I can't they trust go- Dallas. They're going to lose because McCarthy doesn't know who their running back is. That's why they're going to lose. Um, do you give Zeke? The 20, 30 carries, or do you give it to, you know, the other guy? Pollard. You know, and, and that's their problem. And I keep mentioning to people that's a problem because the guy you're paying is the guy who you're featuring is the guy you're telling, hey, go in there and block. And the guy you're not paying and is faster and quicker is the guy is the guy saying, hey, man, where's, where's, why am I working this hard if I'm not getting paid as much as the other guy? And that's going to, that's been a detriment to their attitude and their motivation and them being actually being able to run the ball and, and having McCarthy even want to run the ball 
and he's got to get hit as a coach. He's got to step up and be like, yo, um, you know, you're going to get 10 carries and you're going to get 15 carries or whatever it is and leave it like that. Don't worry about Ezekiel Elliott getting, you know, his getting his money because he's going to get it. He's already got it. You know, that's it's, all Jerry Jones. That's yeah, I, yeah but, it, but the coach has to step in and no, he, he can't fix that situation with contracts. But he can do is be like, hey, you're going to start. You're being my starting quarterback. Am I starting to running back? And my quarterback needs you to run the ball. What my thing is this, and I know I know you say that running back is supposed to block, but why you Ezekiel Elliott is older now. He don't need to be blocking as much in the scheme. Give him the ball and let him run. That's all you have to do. That's all he's getting paid to do. He's not getting paid to block. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I think uh, uh, what's his name, Jerry Jones. He don't want to have this big jumbo. If it's me, you know, I like what Washington did on Monday night, by the way, against Philadelphia. They brought in three tight ends, did a jumbo package, and they pushed those guys out of the way. See, Jerry don't want to do that because he wants to feature C.D. Lamb, and he wants everybody – I don't know who who's everybody in his head – but he wants to feed that ego and say Dak Prescott is as good as – in his head, he's as good as Patrick Mahomes, and that's just not the case. Dak is – you know what? Somebody did this uh, stat the other day. His stats are very close to Kirk Cousins. You know, they're about the same guy. He's a little <laughs> faster and a little younger, but they're pretty much the same guy. Kirk Cousins, if he don't have Dalvin Cook in that type of running game, he can't throw the ball. He's getting destroyed out there, you know. And there's so, he's such a hard headed old man. God, Lee, he's hard headed. You know, and and you know what I was and I was saying this a lot in a lot of shows. Like, where is a fullback? Why, <laughs> why are you guys taking a? You don't even need it to be a real fullback. Just take an old line guy back there instead of having three tight ends. Get an old line back there and have him make a, a small a small hole. For yeah. a big, for big time runner, that's all you need. You don't need to make a number. You don't have to print out a forty four jersey and make him official fullback. You know, because those guys are hard to find, anyways. Like yeah. you know, I mean, I don't. It's everybody's going for this, you know, short passing and the PP, all this crud that, that the Shanahan system that they got everybody all mixed up, and you're losing. Like you said, and you mentioned this all the time. You can replace a running back. You can find them and wide receivers. You know, you can find them dime a dozen, and 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 you're you're right to a certain point, and you're right to a it's certain. It's hard point. to and, find good offensive linemen to stay healthy. There and and another like Zach Martin and Quentin Nelson, those guys. And another second thing is that when those guys are not healthy, and you're forcing your running back to block, then that's why you have to replace them instead of three, four, three or four years. You have to replace them in two years. Well, they're doing that because Jerry wants to go three and four wide. And you're taking that other tight end out, and you go with run, run, running back. It, I think it's just, it's very frustrating. They had a good, really good team. They had a good thing going when Rush came in there. I understand that D, Dak is more uh, talented, but that doesn't mean if you have a fourteen nothing, fourteen point lead, you're off a of bye week, which that helps your running backs. Now, Zeke didn't play last week. Tony Pollard and this Davis guy, I think he's like a rookie. Uh, He's fresh, too. They should have stayed with that running game, even like a Tennessee did, and and remain heavy. They doubled their – they practically double passed the running. Uh, That that makes zero sense. Zero sense. Uh, Do I think they go up there and beat Minnesota? Yeah, with the right game plan. Minnesota's come off two very – Emotional, phys- very physical. Washington and then Buffalo too. That's why the point spread people's like one point five this way, one point five that way. It's pretty much a, a balanced game. But I just can't trust Dallas, man. Uh, I just can't trust Dallas with teams that run the ball. Dallas got to play up here in Nashville in a few weeks on another Thursday night game. I think Tennessee will run all over Dallas. Hey, listen, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game. For Dallas, more than it is for Minnesota, they got the home crowd. Yeah, you know they they got Jefferson well, coming. It's off. in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, Jefferson coming off a great game. They got, um, you know, they got the quarterback feeling good about himself again, which is important. His confidence is coming back. 
Yeah. Um. So Dallas got a big. They got a big hill to climb, and yeah. You know they don't win. They're not gonna be in the playoffs, man. They're not. They gotta. They gotta beat this team to prove that they they want to be in the playoffs. If I'm Dallas, and, and I will say this, there were a report that guys were shouting in the locker room and people had to be held back. That's good. That means they give a crap, and it's not that country club atmosphere that I've seen off of these documentaries, uh, <laughs> these all or nothing or hard knocks documentaries. It looks like they got it, the easy life. Uh, Pickles, I say it's 27-23 Minnesota gets the win at home. What do you think, man? Yeah, 27-21. Yeah, man. All right. Okay, uh, here's another game. Speaking of the Eagles, now a lot of people would poo-poo this game and think ah, it's the Colts. They're going to get destroyed. I actually like the game plan that Jeff Saturday uh, put together, even though he scrapped it up at the last minute against the Raiders. Uh, there's a lot of what the general public don't know. You know this, but there's a lot of very experienced coaches on that staff. A lot of things. Yeah, John Fox has been around. For yeah, John Fox is going to have every anybody, any team. John Fox has coached. They're ready, whether they play. Out, yes. Uh, sometimes a lot of these John Fox teams. What happens with their teams is meant they get mentally outside out out of the game yeah. once the scoring starts happening. But he he does always have them prepare. Has his teams prepared. He's a former Giant coach. He's done he's done very well in, in places uh, for the Broncos. Um, Panthers. He's done. He's done great for a lot of these teams. So he's not. You know, he's not Jeff Saturday per se. But you know, he's he's going to have them ready. Yeah, and I think he's he's probably consulted with Fox. Uh, so Fox has been a head coach too. So he's yeah. probably said, "Hey, man, what should I do about this, this, and that, and other?" And mind you, uh, Jonathan Taylor's back. He had 147 yards, uh, 142 yards last week. Um, no, excuse me, he had 147. That was at the Raiders. Now, the Eagles gave up 142 yards in that what I just, that Washington jumbo package that they were running. Now, Matt Ryan is back. He played last week. This game is a short week. It's at Indianapolis. Um, Indianapolis can run the ball. They're not great on defense as they've got one player that's out for the season, that Shaq Griffin and mm-hmm. this pity guy. Uh, he's our defensive end, but they still got enough players. I actually think that uh, this this will be within that seven point. This could They could upset Philadelphia. This is a trap game for sure. It feels like a trap game. Uh, Philadelphia assuming they're going to go up there and blow these guys out. I don't think so. I think it's probably 27-24. Eagles get the last-minute field goal, or it could go 27-24 the other way, and Colts get a major upset. What do you think about uh, Eagles at the Colts? I, I think that the, the field of play is faster. They're playing in a dome. Yeah. They got um, That's where they practice. Um, the young guys like playing on, inside um, for, for the Colts. Um, Taylor loves playing on carpet, uh, yeah. so you know he's going to be dangerous. I feel like this is a trap game for for the Eagles, and um, I'm I want to I want to say that the, the Eagles win this like thirty two to the twenty one, but I don't I don't think so, man. I think this is probably going to be closer than maybe yeah. twenty seven twenty four or something like that. That's man. what I just said. Yeah, I think the Eagles win close. Uh, I wouldn't be one bit surprised if next week we're talking about the Colts upset the Eagles. And yeah, yeah, we're texting each other, man. We're gonna laugh and be like, Doop. "Well, well, I, I could se- I could sense it, you know." Uh, Dallas go dirt. Their tight end is gonna be out for a while. He's hurt. Um, also, I want to say they had some um, offensive line injuries. It's not major, but that is a major player uh, defensive line injury. That's why they, they signed Adama Kinsu, uh this week. I want to say Brown Davis hurt? has been out. Is huh? Brown hurt? No, A.J. Brown's playing. He's fine. He did yeah. go down in that game, but he came back, and he's not on the injury report. He's tough, man. That guy can play too tough, many man. Games. He was out for the – he was – he was one of the players that the Times were missing during the end of the last season. Yeah. Uh, when he was in his injury. No, okay, so man, I don't know. It would be interesting. It's going to be an interesting. That's why I brought it up. I really do think this is going to be a t- plus 
the Jeff Saturday saga, just everybody and their brothers can criticize in the Colts for for this uh, this hiring. Well, he, of, he's, of, games in a row, right? he's won uh, two games in a row, right? No, they won one. They won one? at the Raiders, but the Colts did beat the Chiefs this year. They're not Ursay overreacts. He's a bit of a hothead. He acts like he's not a hothead, and he he is emotional. And uh, uh, you saw the way that uh, Matt Ryan played last week. He's not great, but he's not as bad as uh, Sam Ellinger. You know, he's that, still that, a Grizzly veteran. Right. That big, the biggest problem they have is that O line. Well, they ran the ball well last week. Now that was against the Raiders, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. 27-24. Yeah, we'll see. yeah that, that that's mine too, brother. Okay, moving right along. Now, Cincinnati is going to play at Pittsburgh. That's a uh, trap game. <laughs> that could be a trap game. Both teams have some injuries. Jamar Chase will be out again. Uh, T.J. Watt's back. Pittsburgh beat them on opening week with T.J. Watt up there in Cincinnati. You know, uh, Cincinnati has their share of injuries on defense. Uh, Cincinnati's coming off their bye week. Uh, that may play again. That may, that may play against them. They're playing at Pittsburgh, but I do think Cincinnati. I like the way Gerald Burrows played down the stretch. I like how he has uh, really brought his game inward and's not taking so many deep shots down the field. Uh, Joe Mixon's running the ball really well. Man, he had a great game against the Carolina Panthers a few weeks ago. Uh, I think Cincinnati finds a way. To slightly win this one, it feels like a uh, like a twenty six nineteen kind of game. Cincinnati gets the win at Pittsburgh. I think this is a Sunday night game. What do you think about Bengals at the Steelers? I, I think that being in Pittsburgh, uh, this guy hadn't had a losing season ever. Yeah, uh, he's you know he's gonna have his defense. That is true. He's never had uh, uh, Tomlin's never had a losing season, and uh, he's getting a few players back. Um, Cincinnati is not consistent right now in anything in defense or offense. Um, and you know what? Another thing is a uh, Pittsburgh's at home, and it's a three point five man. Yeah, I'm going with Pittsburgh, man. Okay, well, I mean that very well may be the case. They, and they you know what? It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be down to a kick. It's gonna matter. Well, they've got a really good, you know, Cincinnati. Not the, I can go back and double check. <laughs> what is up with all these kickers getting hurt, man? Tennessee had a backup kicker last night. Lambo, isn't that the guy who uh, who the coach kicked behind his leg? Oh yeah, so their kicker Boswell, he's not going to he's going to injure reserve. I'm sure they've got another kicker um, for the Steelers. They've got some cornerbacks out. They've got a defensive end out, but it's not T.J. Watt, and it's not Mika Fitzpatrick who um, is a really good player. And, by, and and a side note, yeah, Trayvon Burks, who's replaced A.J. Brown, he's starting to come along, too. He had over 100 yards last night. No, that, that game was good last night. A lot of Woods played well. Um, Burks played well. The, the uh, That tight end got had his heyday yeah. last night. So they did all right. They did all right. Now, they've got their share of it. Cincinnati's got... Uh, Awasawu out at corner. Oh, uh, Tatupo out at defensive tackle. Uh, they got a safety out. Uh, I like their defensive coordinator, though. This is going to be a – that's why I brought it up, man. That's why I brought it up. It's a battle of attrition, and you got to really give a guy like Mike Brable the, the credit. Uh, his teams are so physical, mm. and he's went through so many different variations of lineups. And a lot of these guys have came back from last year. Uh, coaching's a big deal, and player fit. Player fit's a big deal, especially when you're getting guys off of other people's practice squads and uh, free agency, uh, you know, just players that are just marginal players. But, hey, some of these guys fit perfect in what teams are looking for. But I still like Cincinnati. I just like Joe Burrow over uh, Kenny yeah. Pickett in this game. I just – I got – I just – don't see Tomlin not motivated. You like Tomlin better than Zach Taylor. 
Yeah, and, and that, um, that's not saying much with Zach Taylor. And um and <laughs> and, and I feel it's like they've been, they've been the they've been the doormat for like half of the season. Um and I feel like they want to prove something. And you know, like I said, Tomlin don't have losing seasons much or even at all. So yeah. you know they got to start playing better somewhere, right? And what, how, how not to start with the team like the Super Bowl win, like the Super Bowl yeah. attending Cincinnati, and make you feel good about yourself, you know? Especially if they're all beat up, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think it, I think it'll be it'll be a pretty good chess match there. Without Jamar Chase, there they've still got. Um, oh, they got Higgins. Higgins, Higgins and, is uh, good, man. But yeah, uh, I'll. I don't. I feel bad for Borough because he he needs a little bit more time to throw the ball, um, and mix mix if Mixon don't get going, yeah, they don't got a shot. And so. that that's got to be my game plan. It's yeah. got to be Mixon, throw to Mixon, run with Mixon. And what, do, what does Pittsburgh do better than anything else is control the run game. Yeah. Well, sometimes they they can get run on. They're not as good as run defense as they. Oh no, no, do. they're not. But they at least practice it. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, I I'm thought they would beat the Saints last week. Nobody else thought that, but I, uh, yeah. I think you did pick that too. I can't remember, yeah. but uh, actually, I don't know if we used that game. I actually, picked that one in a parlay. Um, <laughs> let's go up north a little bit, man. The Jets playing at the uh, Patriots. Patriots felt like the Jets felt like they gave that game away. It was a bad call. The Ugh. other time they played in the Jets, uh, Patriots are off a of bye week. I want to th- I want to say both teams are coming off a of bye week. Corey Davis won't be playing. Go figure. He's always hurt. Always uh, that's why I thought Tennessee should let him go, and that was a they good did. call there. Uh, but this is in Foxborough. I still like – I actually like the play the last few weeks before their bye week of Mac Jones. It seems like they had a come-to-Jesus moment there after that – Embarrassing Chicago Bear loss. Uh, I, I, I think I think New England keeps that winning streak going, and they beat the Jets. Even though the Jets come off a huge win against Buffalo before that bye week. Yeah, they 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 did well in Buffalo, and um, you know, but that was, you know, it was it was a good hard fought battle. I'm thinking that the weather right now is not in in the favor of both teams. And it's going to affect both teams. And um, the oh, better is that a weather game too. I mean, it's the weather's bad up here, man. So, <laughs> are you feeling that lake effect? Oh, that's north for you, though. That's that's Canada, bro. They're they're right next to Canada. They're right next to the border. So yeah, okay. Um, Buffalo don't play nowhere near the city. So <laughs> yeah, Buffalo is uh, that that game will be in Detroit, by the way. Yeah. I've been seeing pictures on the internet of that blizzard. I mean, I, I mean, just don't see how anybody could want to live up there, but that's just me, you know. But this north, this northeast uh, chill that's going on is a bummer. So, um, you know, but this is in Foxborough. Foxborough, right? Yeah, you might see a little bit of flurries. Um, oh, you think Jess gonna get an upset up there? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm thinking the Patriots gonna maybe win this one, twenty-one to fourteen. The thing is, I I, I don't yeah, have the Jets will keep it close. I I, I think that they'll probably keep it within a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, don't I don't think it'll be a blowout. I don't have confidence in Zach Wilson, and we still, you know, the people are still like we don't know what we have yet, and I know what we have, but I can't believe that they're still playing him to figure it out. So it, you know, yeah. What you see is what you get, sir. What you see is what you get. Probably twenty four seventeen Patriots. The Patriots y'all have I mean, a good defense. Jetman was right on the Mac and Jack show. Oh, uh, Jetman. Jetman got so much love. It's... Oh, you're saying he's like uh, Philly, huh? Sports guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, here, here's a good one for you. Uh, Kansas City at the at the L.A. Chargers. Now, remember, they played earlier this year. Uh, that Charger team had a good lead in that game. And oh, Chargers. remember, Justin Herbert got hurt late in that game. Yeah, and he threw that pick six at the very end there, and the uh, the Chiefs end up squeaking by with a really close. I think it was like a field goal game. Now this one's played down in L.A. They don't really have a home field advantage. 
I've started looking. Uh, Chiefs got Juju Smith-Schuster and Miko Hartman out. Obviously, uh, Patrick Mahomes always finds other people to throw to. But I got a feeling that this Charger team, they're going to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be really close. I think I want to say it's close to – it's four and a half point uh, favored for this Kansas City team. Uh, going to be a really good – this may be one of the better games of the entire week. Yeah, so uh, if L.A. don't win this game, they're, they're out of a playoff situation. Well – yeah, they're they're still in it. Uh, they lost a close one last week. We both had that game right against the the Forty uh, Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are susceptible to the run, but they seem to match up these last two years really well with Kansas City, trading back wins and losses. They need it more than the Chiefs do. Chiefs sitting there, they're at that one seed, and you know how the Chiefs can do. Sometimes they can coast a little bit. Uh, they lost to the Colts a few weeks ago. Uh, Tennessee almost beat them with a backup quarterback. Uh, I, I just, I think, um, I think the Chargers will be able to beat them. Probably not in a playoff situation, but this particular game, I think they get that running game going with Eckler. I, I think the Chargers are, are win. What do they miss? What are, I feel like every year the Chargers are missing something or someone. Like it's like, and, and you want to bet on them because they're like. I, I think that's probably flip pickles, 27, 24 chargers. But uh, what I know, I've been getting smoked here lately. I don't, I don't, I just feel like the chargers don't have enough. He's just not that good. Yeah, Bosa in and out of the lineup for defense. Keenan Allen, not back on offense. Oh yeah. They will have Keenan Allen. And uh, I, I forgot to mention that. Um, and Mike Williams will be back. That's Mike Williams in and out of the lineup. The yeah. thing is that even if they're in and out of the lineup, Herbert is a good quarterback. He needs a he's a routine quarterback because if you ever see him play before he got into the NFL for Oregon, you saw that uh, Oregon. You saw that uh, he you know he had the guys running all over the place and he could throw it and then he could run too. Um, so they're missing the old, uh, enough people in the O line to be for him to be able to do his five to yeah. 10 rushes for about 30, 40 yards. Cause he, you know, you don't want him rushing the ball, even though he is a good runner and a good athlete. Uh, you're missing um, consistency. In the uh, you're, you know, there's a, just a lot of, there's just a lot of little things about the chargers that this season, unfortunately they're flat and yeah. they're going to miss the playoffs, man. And this is going to be one of those games that Kansas city not having, you know, being all, Recuperating and not being all, all there with those those players that they're missing, they got depth, and this is going to be one of those games that's going to show people why they're going to probably be in route for another playoff run. So, yeah, yeah. Do you like the Chargers to win or Kansas? Kansas City? I like Kansas to be up. Yeah, twenty seven. Yeah, I like the Chargers to win in L.A. Um, could be wrong. Been wrong before. If uh, it re- if it runs in L.A. and it, and it turns and out plus to be- Dustin Hopkins, they're Place kicker is doubtful. That's three kickers. What is with these hamstring injuries, man? I haven't ever seen a league that had so many kicker injuries. Not like this, you know? The World Cup's coming up, so they, these kids want to watch the game. The <laughs> World Cup is coming up. Uh, let me ask you about last week. What What's your thoughts on um, Texas oh. losing that game at home? To TCU, all that talent on there with Steve Sarkeesian. Now they got four losses. What's your thoughts on Texas? I know I had my thoughts on Monday. Yeah, I heard you talk about it, man. Uh, yo, it's uh, this is what the SEC wants to pick up, Texas. Yeah, well, you it's know, already done deal now, Chief. Yeah, I mean, like you want to <laughs> want to pick up another team like a Vanderbilt and you know on, on a good year Arkansas type of team. Come on, man. I get. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, it's not for a lack of talent. It was just for a lack of effort. Yeah, it was effort more than it was talent. And I don't know if it's coach. Do you th- well, I know what your thoughts are, but you think it was coaching? Well, it, it's it's just. My theory is with both of those Texas teams, Texas A&M and really Texas, uh, they, you know, you, you, if you listen to these games at the very beginning, I think it was Kirk Herbstreit to call it, 
man, look at Bron Rock. He's supposed to be the uh, best running back in the country and all this and that. And Quinn Ewers was the number one player in Texas, uh, hit, uh, state of Texas, and uh, number one player in the country. He gets all this NIL stuff, this Quinn Ewers guy. And he's missing wide open players. It's like there is an attention to detail. They, I think it's NIL. I think it's just that. And plus, for Texas, for te- there's a lot of distraction in University of Texas. I ain't the cheerleader. Strong. <laughs> who else did they go up to? Um, who was that other coach? They had a guy that used to coach with uh, uh, Urban Meyer. Oh, what's his name? I forget his name. But um, I look it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they've had multiple coaches since they fired the guy that won the championship. Mac. Uh, uh, yeah, what's his name? If they fired Mac. Yeah, Mac Brown. Mac Brown, Brown is now the coach at uh, um, uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. having a decent season. They've had a hard time replacing Mac Brown, and it's not for the lack of effort. But these players, uh, this team, either the defense is really good or the offense is uh, uh, really good. Now, the defense has been terrible. They played a good game on Saturday night, and but you could see you could tell it's a concentration. They they play Alabama to a one score game in week two, and then they turn around and, and lose a game like this. They lost to Texas Tech, who does not have the level of talent, uh, player for player. They've got some good players now. Now Julian Edmond went to Texas Tech, you know, uh Patrick Mahomes went to Texas Tech, but they're just a team. There's so much. Now it's even worse. My whole point is with Man, NIL, it's even worse because they're getting a lot of money, but they're just not really. It's like these kids aren't thirsty enough, like a a Florida, a typical Florida player, or some of these other uh, players that come from these more poor areas. Uh, Deion Sanders says these high schools in Texas got better facilities than this. Uh, Jackson State College does right. Not believe people just love football. They got a lot of money, all that old money in Texas. They have the largest endowments, by the way. Texas and Texas A and M. There's a few. There's a few uh, high schools here in New York that look better than the than the Giant Stadium. (laughs) So I mean that that can happen. I've never been to Giant Stadium. I mean, in the in here in a, in New Jersey, I passed two two schools that looked like universities, but they were private schools, and I was like, "Yo, you know, four soccer fields and three baseball fields." I'm like, "What the man?" You know, that's just the way it is sometimes. And you know, Andre, you know, he's right, man. The Chargers are, are a semi mediocre, man. I mean, I'm sorry, but till they prove it, you know. Yeah, I don't think it's too much pressure for the kids because if you don't if you don't give them a challenge, then you don't see what they're gonna be able to do on the next level for that about Texas, I think. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, they got Manning coming in next season, right? So, so that's why I don't think they'll fire Steve Sarkeesian. Cause <sighs> they got Arch Manning coming in. They have a really good class. This last year's class, um, it was like ranked fifth, but look at the class last year at Texas A&M. It was overwhelmingly the number one class. That's what calls all this back and forth with Nick Saban. But they've lost seven games at Texas A&M. Yo, I mean, listen, Miami had all these guys go there for that NIL money. How many, no. how many games have, have they lost so far? I know they, they lost won- MTSU. They only, they've only won like three games, right? Three or four games. Yeah, and those are two guys that it, I've really thought that those two coaches, uh, Miami head coach and Texas A&M, they're both really disappointing. I told you it was going to happen. No, that Miami coach, I mean. You can't just throw money at a program. Is, you got to be changing the face. Of, yeah, and I and I hope that he stays there. Uh, if I'm Auburn, I'm going after Dion. I know what Dion did at uh, uh, Jackson State. I know the kind of recruiting. I know the kind of coaching. Uh, he's he's not he, – he's a flashy guy, but he's a no-nonsense guy too, man. Yeah, but we told we, those we, players not to wear flip flops and shorts to class right. to sit up straight in their uh, chairs up in the, uh, Jackson State. What did you say? I'm sorry. Go ahead. We, we talked about him at remember during the UT game that he wasn't yeah. going anywhere because he's got his daughter in the school playing playing sports. Yeah, his son plays for the team. 
he's got his son as a quarterback as one of the like top ranked quarterbacks in in yeah. um, that division, um, which is I think what double double one A. Uh, like I, I, well, it's an HBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Division one A or double A, something like that. So he uh, may weigh his kids out, but then again, he did say that I will entertain it on the sixty minutes interview. Yeah, I mean, uh, he ain't a he ain't dumb. Like he's you're you know, saying he's, he's saying that to get more money out of Jackson State. Well, of course, man. You got to be like he he wants to get more money for Jackson State, not out of Jackson State. Right. So that's has been that's been his whole I mean, he's mowing the lawn for these guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I saw that, too. You know, like it's it's a it's a dang shame when these high schools look better than these colleges. And uh, that just goes to show not just administration, but it goes to show the community and, and, and what they're lacking sometimes, you know. That's what he said, Andre. He said that um, uh, he wants to get his assistance paid. He's like, I got money, and we know he's got money. He got a well, ton of know. money. But he wants to get his assistance paid. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, Auburn has been very quiet about that job. They've been so covert, man. They're like the CIA down there. Normally, I'm hearing a bunch of buzz about Auburn. I've heard something about two weeks ago, and that was between about Lane Kiffin being their top guy. Um, I did read that the other day someone said something about going after Jimbo Fisher, or not Jimbo, Dabo Sweeney up at Clemson. But other than that, it's been very quiet with their coaching search, man. I don't know if they're waiting for somebody to finish that they've got their eye on, but uh, it's pretty interesting. I right, look, man. Auburn, they need to keep the ear on the ground, and they'll find somebody. And if Auburn's smart, they'll pick a guy out of the NFL, and and you know have their have them come in and wrap wrap that system up, so that way they can put players into the NFL, so they get more money back in the future. So that's what if I'm Auburn and I'm the AD, that's what I would do. Why why get another college coach when you can pick tons of coaches out of the NFL? Yeah, they got Cadillac Williams as their interim. And I think he beat AM the other day. Cadillac, man, he beat us in, at UT when I was back in the day when I was here. Yeah. Man. This guy was the offensive coordinator here. Yeah, he was. Up. <laughs> him and, and, and Campbell and Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown, man. You should check out my interview, Andre, with uh, Al Borges, Deny the Tiger. His talk, his story about that two thousand. Oh, I feel bad for Campbell, man. He fell on hard, hard NFL lack of NFL coaching, man. He he had like six or seven coordinators in the six or seven years that he played football, man. But he hung in there and he he got some he good got, money. He got, he some good he money. money in, but he, they made him look like a bad quarterback. Carnell, Cadillac Williams, and Ronnie Brown. So. Uh, anything else you need to add before we leave the program? You know that Pac twelve is a mess. College football is a mess. Oh, Oregon got beat last week. Yeah, so uh, you guys is. Do you wait. still like Tennessee to get in the playoff? Yeah, they'll, they'll be. They, LSU they can't has, lose to South Carolina, man. No, they can't lose. And then LSU got to win out. <laughs> it's a mess, yeah. man. It's a mess. <laughs> well, and you know, uh, Ohio State and and Michigan, they're oh. going to eliminate each other. Um, gotta I watch think TCU. I'll say this. I think Iowa State will beat them. I think they left it on the field. They got to go on another road. If they beat Iowa State, they will earn that much more of my respect. But well, they got to play Baylor first. So I thought they play uh, uh, Baylor next week. No, they play Baylor this weekend. Well, either way, it's a road game. Yeah, it's a road game. It's a road game. And it's yeah. hard to go on the road twice and play at that level. Well, well Baylor was playing well at the beginning of the season, and I think they just got – their heads yeah. got swallowed up too big. Um and and they stopped playing hard and just started try to play on their on their win yeah. stats and they you can't do that and so now this is their championship game right because if they can beat TCU then they'll feel good about themselves and they'll have a decent season right <laughs> and they'll get their bowl game it's 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 on the road though I yeah, remember looking at it game. it is a way game yeah. Are you sure they're playing Baylor? I'm about to find out. I'm going to look that up. Yep, they're playing at Baylor. Yep. 
And then they got, which I was going to be, yeah, they're they're not going to win both of those games. <laughs> it's like, uh, I mean, yeah, that... I just don't think that they're going to do that. What's Pickles say? Balls have a trap game. Nah, I don't think so. I think they're going to look at South Carolina. South Carolina beat Kentucky. They beat um, A&M, which ain't saying much, but uh, I, I, I think they'll go down to South Carolina and take care of business. There's no way. And then they got Vanderbilt. They should be okay if if they don't win those two games, they don't deserve to get in the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's another thing, man. That's why I don't like – at the end of the day, it's not it's what we're saying. And right? you got a 24-year-old quarterback. This guy's been around for a minute and, and Hendon Hooker. Anything you need to add for the program ends? Are you going to be back next Friday? I know it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's on Thursday, man. Are you what shopping on Black week? Friday? Is that what you're saying? You're going to be shopping? Are you going to be doing the show on my Friday? <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. Cool beans, brother. Cool beans. I forgot to ask you. Uh, and Andre, see, Andre wants Vanderbilt to knock him out. He's a Florida fan. I mean, I, I still love you, though, man. <laughs> Wait, that's why you play in the SEC, man, right? Yeah. 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 He wants Vanderbilt to knock him out of Tennessee. But anyways, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on. I will see you uh, next Friday then. Good deal, my friend. Good deal. Uh, Thank you all. Andre Pickles, good contributions. Hey, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Watch those NFL games if you if you don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, I'll be back on Monday. (laughs) (laughs) See you, man. Have a good one, guys. All right, brother.